0: It's like when I go to an Italian restaurant, and there's like a they give me like a fancy, you know, menu, and I don't understand half of it. I'm like, I'm gonna go with the spaghetti meatballs. (laughs) I'm like, I I, I recognize that. I don't want to look stupid. That's the Biden vote.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bituation Room. This is episode 24. I am your host, Francesca Fiorentini. And guess what? This is going to be the second-to-last episode of this season of the Bituation Room. That's right. Uh, I can go on no further. I have reached the end of my rope, and uh, unless I have hordes of free interns lining up... um, to help me uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a season right now because um, until I get that blue apron money um you know I got shit to do so it's been so so real and so lovely to have you all listening. Thank you so much please remember to still rate this podcast on iTunes still give it the love the five stars I've been reading every single one of your comments even the person who thinks my name is Linda um I, like I'll be Linda for you dude. Uh, And uh, also, um, I'm going to start something new called Project Text, whereby I get to text you messages through a new thing called Project Text. That made sense. And uh, get on it. So you and I can have like a one-on-one conversation, except it won't be my real phone number, and I definitely won't respond to you individually, but I can spam you. So holler at Project Text. And on this episode of the Bituation Room, we're gonna be talking about immigration, we're gonna talk Beto O'Rourke, we're gonna talk why there definitely were no Asian American parents who paid for their kid to get into college, um, you know, cause they just do it the old fashioned way, turning their kids gray. In this episode, I got two amazing guests. Uh, to my right is stand-up comedian from the Bay Area. You've seen him on Larry Charles's Dangerous World of Comedy on Netflix, Johan Miranda.
0: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Also in the habituation room with me uh, is a DSA Los Angeles organizer um, who specializes, I think, in issues of immigration.
2: Yeah, you could say that.
1: You could immigration. say that. I'm going to say uh, that.
2: Uh, international uh, issues. Is we're, we're internationalism. Yeah, we're, Internationalism.
1: We're it's Brandon Ramirez. Welcome. How, how are you doing? Doing well, pretty, pretty gosh darn well.
2: Well, pretty gosh swell. darn well. Well,
1: good. You can pretty swear swell. on this podcast. I'm doing pretty swell. Doing it's a swell. fucking swell. swell. Freaking!
2: Frick, it's a freaking nice day. I, I do curse. Don't it's worry. a
1: nice day. So many awful things in the world have happened. We're recording this uh, the day after the massive shooting in New Zealand. Uh, killed forty nine people I am so fucking revved up about this, uh, but i'm I'm going to bitch about something else, but I want to know what you guys are bitching about today That's how we start off every episode of this progressive little picnic that we that we hold here so johan what what are you bitching about today?
0: um Gavin Newsom tweeted a photo last week
1: uh-huh.
0: of him like with a migrant child, and he was, and I think the caption was like this is the people Trump is trying to dehumanize and and he's got a fucking like a million likes on tw- Twitter. And it's like this piece of shit, like he, I remember him from the Bay and you know, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay area. And when he, you know, when he was mayor of San Francisco, uh, during his interim there was a scandal about you know undocu- you know you know whenever an undocumented immigrant kills somebody mm-hmm. it, like becomes like a national crisis cuz you're only supposed to get killed by like citizens i guess and <laughs> uh, and so this fucking opportunistic coward in order to save his career he like created his new policy that transferred undocumented ju- uh, ju- undocumented youth in juvie to um ICE detention wow and 167 of them total and 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 which by the way is a policy that kamala harris endorsed um and so to, to to uh to see him now like try to get on this sort of keep families together bandwagon like i don't know yeah.
1: the F- undocumented youth. juveniles
0: juveniles so we're so talking 13 it, it, and there was literally a case where a kid like got into a fight a schoolyard fight with somebody right. and ended up in juvie oh uh, my gosh. and he ended up getting into ice detention because gavin wanted to save his career
1: and then what happens after that? That means we don't know what happened to that 13-year-old. Could have been deported. Could have been
0: deported. Could have been... Who knows what the ISIS... You know, fucking... So, yeah, it's... Um, so, yeah, fuck him. And... Um, was uh, it,
1: like, a Save the Children type, like, photo? Was... No, it was, was like, just, literally like, him, like, like... It
0: was literally, like, him, like, shaking... I think shaking hands with a little girl. Mm. Like, and literally
2: le- using her as a prop.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it was, like, a photo. It was, like, oh, yeah. Just
1: leaning on her yeah. as a prop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's,
0: like, this piece of shit. Like, um... Yeah. It's
1: interesting, though, because this week was the week where he announced that he, there was going to be a moratorium, executive order, moratorium on the death penalty um, for prisoners on death row, uh, and it affects, like, three seven uh, hundred 739 prisoners, which is awesome. And then I dug into it a little bit more, and it's like, actually, there's already a moratorium on executions because there's no, and this sounds ridiculous, right, humane way to kill people. Without violating the Eighth Amendment, um, which you know regulates against or says that you can't be subject to cruel and unusual punishment, so you know he's trying to be the hero. But uh, well, that's what kills
0: me about Democrats is like they they all of a sudden see the light when they're what fifty years old. Like he's been <laughs> he's been in politics for like twenty years now, and yeah. all of a sudden, oh, now I understand. Same thing with fucking what is it? Her name Gillibrand, who's like running for mm-hmm. president now. All of a sudden, she's like she she used to have the same rhetoric as Trump. Yeah. And now she's like, oh, well, we'll keep the family. And, 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 and her explanation, someone called her out and her explanation was like, oh, I didn't understand it. Like tw- 12 years ago, I didn't like 12 years ago. You were like 38. Like there's well, yeah.
2: <laughs> even so they, they all have the whole rhetoric of like keep families together uh-huh. and all that. But the moment you start to chip away at that and you start talking to the actual policy, uh-huh. that's when they start to crumble because they don't actually have a real position that's different from what it was 10 years ago. Or right. When they actually voted to start ice.
1: Right. Brandon, what are you bitching about?
2: Um, other than Beto O'Rourke, who's been occupying every single second that I have that's free time. Um, probably, I, I didn't realize until I started thinking about it just now, but Joe Scarborough Ooh. is still around. Uh, and he's still doing, he's still bringing on people like Donny Deutsch. Uh, I don't know if you saw recently, Donnie Deutsch did an interview with him, or he did an interview with Donnie Deutsch, where he basically said, I am so afraid of socialism that I would rather vote for Donald Trump over Bernie Sanders. And Donnie yeah. Deutsch is like this, I don't know if it was CNBC or like, uh, he's like this financial brand and marketing expert, whatever His the last fuck. name is literally
1: Deutsch. His like, last name is, is it, is it is of Deutsch. Deutsche Bank?
2: Donnie Deutsche Bank.
1: Then uh, Dan, Danny Deutsch. Yeah, hey, can Bank. Get, get some street. advice from Donnie
2: Deutsch. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Donnie Deutsch uh, basically was saying, you know, that he's so, he, he considers himself a centrist Democrat. Um, and so
1: he's so Howard Schultz has one person,
2: basically, he's like a Howard Schultz, but I think that that does represent like a large swath of the Democrats. There's this other guy, uh, I honestly, I have no idea what his name is because no one knows who he is. He's sure. from the he's like this uh Midwest governor who's running, mm-hmm. and the he also went on Joe Scarborough and was afraid to say that he was against or that he identifies as a capitalist, even though he like it's like, did you run a business? I did run a business. It's like, so you're a capitalist. Well, I don't want to put labels on myself. It's like, you don't want to put labels on yourself? Just, go, if you actually have done this shit, actually defend it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's this weird, it's like Joe Scarborough and Morning Joe and his weird love affair with Mika, which is really creepy in the morning to watch. But like, they have this weird <laughs> show that it's made specifically just for people in DC. Like, every single congressperson sure. in their office, they have Morning Joe on. And it's just this weird pipeline of shit that has nothing to do to represent middle America or any anywhere in America, not even Middle America. Like I feel like it's like
1: Morning Joe is like waking up between your parents in bed and they're just like, isn't life great? Oh, yeah, I love these sheets. Mm, like the status quo. And you're just there watching them like almost fuck and talking about politics in a, just a totally a political way. And you want nothing to do with it and you feel dirty.
2: Who wants to start the morning like that? Like who is like, you know what? I, how I want to go into it? I want to watch these fucking boomers almost fuck <laughs> yes. at 7 a.m.
1: Yes. I'm bitching about another podcast, and it doesn't matter that that I bitch about them because they don't know who I am, and it's fine. I'll remain anonymous. Um, fucking Michael Barbaro and The Daily. I am so sick of The Daily. If you guys listen to the New York Times Daily podcast, oh. they are the most um, aloof, centrist, non-journalists to ever grace the podcast world or anything, and we deserve a better New York Times podcast. Yes, I just said that. Like, the New York Times is the paper of, like, you know, uh, don't ruffle any feathers, centrist, you know, rhetoric, especially the editorials and all that, but, like, Barbaro is so bad. Yes, they tackle interesting issues. So they talk about the New Green Deal. They talked about Medicare for all. But how they talk about it is, like, you were just born yesterday literally like so i'm just i'm just i'm just wondering here like what is health you know like and and like care health care like why do we what did plato have to say about (laughs) um you know getting regular prostate screenings like the shit that He they talk about, I'm specifically referring to this one episode about Medicare for all in which there's about 20 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes dedicated to one interview with a woman who has been studying Medicare and the history of Medicare. And it's, it starts off like a really interesting um, deep dive and learning a little bit about the history and then moving into Medicare for all and whether it's um, possible viable in, in this country. And Essentially, they end up with, like, a well, you know, I think it'll be really politically difficult to pull off. And honestly, I don't know if Americans have the values of believing that we should take care of one another. And so, um, you know, and ma- I mean, maybe it's the policy first, it's chicken or the egg. Like, were Canadians just nicer? Like, maybe Canadians are just better people than we are. And uh, who knows? And it's like, The entire time, no one mentions that Medicare and Social Security, super unpopular when they were passed and when they became law, and now are the most popular programs. And the fact that the majority, I think it's 56% of Americans believe in not just universal health care, but Medicare for all. Like, it's not just single payer. It's not just, okay, I think there should be a public option. No, 56% want Medicare for all. And in no point in this podcast do they bring that shit up. So it's like... We continue to throw things at the wall as if like, we don't see everything that's already sticking there, you know? Yeah.
2: It's like, do they ever approach anything without skepticism? Like, do they ever approach anything where it's just like, oh yeah, no, this seems like a great idea. Or that's because they're so, they want to craft this idea that like, they're impartial, but they, they confuse impartiality with just not taking a stance on reality. Yes. And so it's just like, oh, Green New Deal. Is this a good idea? Is this not? I don't know. Do you want to fucking die in 12 years? Then maybe yeah. you should do something. Like, take a position on that.
1: I'm excited for, like, when Barbaro has to record his podcast from, like, the you know, like a, a lifeboat, you know? <laughs> We're just sort of, like, sw- you know, kind of, like, backstroke um, rowing through, uh, I don't know, what was once Manhattan. And just kind of like, hmm. And it's like this, you know, Sex in the City. How it's always like, I couldn't help but wonder, like, when it comes to men, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and that's Barbaro is like the fucking Carrie Bradshaw of politics, but worse, poorly written. Like, I couldn't help but wonder, like, <laughs> do we deserve Medicare, or does Medicare not deserve us? Like, what the fuck are we talking do about? I
2: deserve clean drinking water?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, well, yeah, that's what's interesting is her her, her argument could be and probably was used against desegregation where it's like oh i don't know if it's american values or people (laughs) will like it it's like well if that is it if that is american values then it's trash (laughs) (laughs) then we need to overrule it why do we have to say
2: that just because it's an american well that's a good old-fashioned american value it's shitty it's if it's a good old-fashioned american value probably is shit
1: baby had his first veto guys Baby did a veto. Did it? Yeah. Really he's rushing it. into the living room to show us in his little potty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Baby did a veto. Uh, despite 12 uh, Senate Republicans voting with Democrats to say that the national emergency that was declared a month ago, uh, not valid, over overruling it. Now Trump did a veto. And two-thirds majority to override that veto. I don't think that's going to happen. So here we are uh, with the non-national emergency that is not happening on the border. The other things that have been happening recently are that um, Kirsten Nielsen, head of the DHS, uh, went before Congress and was grilled by Representative Nanette Barragán, who or Barragán, uh, who was awesome, who basically got her to admit that. Deterrence has been the number one strategy of this um, of the DHS in terms of turning migrants away by sheer fear of being separated from their families, being detained, uh, deported, and all that. Um, And uh, Nanette Barragán has been to the border; like she's recorded live. essentially proving that we're not accepting asylum seekers, like people who want to come to this country uh, and by law should are allowed to seek asylum. We're not accepting them. Other thing we know is ICE is using a data company to survey uh, license plates of Americans um, using a private security or tech company called like Vigilant Systems or Vigilante, I don't something like that. Um, but they're working with local cops. So again, ICE police, they're being sort of, even in sanctuary cities and states like California and, you know, uh, San Francisco and L.A., that's all happening. Um, But at the same time, banks are jumping ship on the private detention uh, centers. J.P. Morgan, Chase, Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank, they're all withdrawing their contracts or their support from private prison groups like Geo Group and CoreCivic, who run 75% of ICE detention centers in this country. So there's a lot of give and take on this issue, and I want to know, where are you guys at with this? What are your thoughts? Uh, Johan, you are a, a DACA recipient, so it has much more bearing on, you know, all this conversation has a lot of bearing on your personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you? What are your thoughts right now? When, when do you just say, fuck it, uh, let, <laughs> let me go to the country I actually have never been to? <laughs>
0: um, I don't know. It, it, it seems like... Uh it's such an uh such an abstract issue at this point where it's like i don't i don't, know, I don't like i don't even know what the implications of the national emergency are exactly right. what would or, or um uh
1: emergency funding basically and a bunch of money can be used to build the border wall everything mm-hmm. has to stop until the border wall can be built
0: right so i don't know uh, my personal perspective is you know the immigrants uh, you know just have been taking L's <laughs> <laughs> uh, left and right and you know what What do you gonna, it, it's such a federal issue that it's almost like well what, what can you do I, for me it's like it, it's not the problem is never has has never been the immigrants and it and will never be the immigrants it's not a well it's not an immigration issue mm-hmm. um this is uh the result of uh us being unable to deal with reality so you know, this I, is
1: yeah. I mean, and and, and I think uh, this is coming from uh, your your frustration and your cynicism is very clear in your one man show uh, why Johan Miranda should be deported, uh, which I've seen twice and it's so good. Uh, and I think speaks to the level of like yeah, like the fact that everyone's dropped the ball. The the right has completely dropped the ball, um, and the left for sure and Democrats for sure. What are your thoughts on like what we should be pushing? For? Like, what's the vision if you're progressive, if you're on the left? Brandon, what are your thoughts?
2: I mean, take a look at the border wall situation. I mean, that has become the border wall and uh, the separation of families, the crisis at the border. Um, That right now has been a really good example of where to show where we're at.
1: Mm -hmm. Right.
2: If we want to take a look at, say, where are the Democrats at? Where are the Republicans at? The Republicans have this really you know, far right fascist agenda that is truly scare scary, but we know exactly where they stand. They want a border, they want to kick people out, doesn't matter if you're here for asylum. They want to get people, immigrants out, and they want to demonize them and say that you lost your job because of them.
1: Right. There's a vision.
2: That is the idea. There's
1: a terribly xenophobic white supremacist vision for the country. Right.
2: Democrats <laughs> basically have said, okay, The argument against the border wall, we're going to make that argument based on the fact that it's too expensive, Mm -hmm. not because it's completely immoral or it's fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. It's just they're going to say, oh, it's just too expensive for us to actually go ahead and do that. Right. And then throughout this whole argument, another thing that's been used is, okay, so you have migrants coming to the border. Uh, Donald Trump is going to tweet about that, about the migrant caravan. The Democratic response has been be sad about uh, children at the border and, and and, which we absolutely should be outraged. I'm not saying we shouldn't Uh, family separation, children in cages. But then there's been this other thing of like, by the way, the caravan isn't real. Like mm-hmm. the don't Donald Trump is making up this thing, and he's making up a crisis. There is a crisis. It's made by Donald Trump. It's made by the right wing, mm-hmm. where we're saying we're not going to accept refugees. So there are camps of refugees in Tijuana right now. Uh, there there have been people who are who should be TPS recipients who are Haitian migrants who have been stuck there for almost a full decade over in Tijuana, and basically there is a crisis that we have caused and we've exacerbated. So the whole position of the Democrats should be, yes, aggressively, we're going to be, you know, stop being afraid of the the globalist narrative and be like, yeah, we want to be internationalists. We stand in solidarity with migrants. We want them here. And we're going to say, fuck your border wall and fuck the border as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, there, is a, there is a position that they could be taking and they just won't take it.
1: I mean, that I think gets the beginning of a vision. I get tripped up because I'm like, when people say open borders, right? Like the right will say, oh, Democrats want open borders. I did a whole Newsbroke video about how nobody, no, no Democrat wants open borders. No Democrat is saying that. But there are people on the left who actually, when looking at the situation, are like, we might have to have open borders, you know, because there are 11 million undocumented people living in this country. They can't go back home. Um, enforcing our current immigration law is so... Militarized and so inhuman um, that maybe we should just relax the whole thing. Um, Which I, which like the like you know, there's a knee-jerk part of me that's like, no, that's that's too extreme, you know? Like, as someone who, like, ultimately don't, doesn't believe in borders or, like, militarized states and, like, you know, like, as a like a Gandhian anarchist, um, you know, in my in my most, um, whatever, precious political self. But, like, I want to tell you about this article that I read by Brianna Rennix, who's a senior editor of Current Affairs magazine. She basically says Democrats get immigration wrong and essentially... A few things what they need to do is make the dysfunctional bureaucracy more functional like number one just a little bit more functional for example backlogs of immigration courts where people are waiting years to get their date and it's like you know these judges are totally overloaded but then she also says essentially um that you should do away with immigration enforcement systems and Specifically, and expand categories of immigration, make it easier to immigrate here. Number one, because um, I mean, like, I feel like half the time we forget that, like, the reason there's so many undocumented immigrants is because we don't make it easy to go back. <laughs> you know, like, we—if people could go back, that would be way better. But I don't know. What do you th- What do you think about this? Like, hey, let's just let's just not enforce. Why don't we just? What, like, is that the only path, you know, and is that, does that make sense? Um,
0: well, if I'm understanding her correctly, she's saying that the, uh, the immigration bureaucracy isn't working effectively.
1: She's saying ba- they're like, immediately you can make the immigration bureaucracy more, like, better, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to keep people detained. So you don't um, hunt people down. So mm-hmm. people will, because actually it's proven that if you do community outreach, immigrants... Like, they show up for their appointments, you know? Right. Obviously, we know ICE needs to go away. Right. We need, We know that... Anyway, so she's basically saying that's number one. But number two is maybe we should think bigger. Maybe we should think bigger of, of like, just not having as much enforcement, period. And, yeah, and, like, expanding who can immigrate here and how.
0: Right. Um, I, I don't know it sounds <laughs> <laughs> that
1: sounds <laughs> good it, it sounds I mean I don't know it, it's good. it's.
0: Uh, I mean I'll have to read the article but it, it's just uh, I I would push back on the idea that the reason is it's you know we're in this mess is because it's, cause it's dysfunctional it's not, it's not dysfunctional it's you know is how it's supposed it's to be it's functioning very well <laughs> yeah yeah, for, yeah. Uh, for some size yeah um, and even if you make it functional it's, it's the apparatus is still there for one person to change mm-hmm. everything and go you know yeah. it's like, <laughs> Or you know the app you know the problem is the apparatus itself. Um, so I you know I'm, I'm personally um, I don't know I I I really think it's going to come down to uh, uh, like open borders or or genocide. Um, I, really, <laughs> I really like when it comes when we're like older and shit. Yeah. Like uh, I don't.
1: You mean I, when we've like decided to run for president and well, uh, settled on our political beliefs?
0: It's just I uh, the reason I'm pessimistic about even with this. Uh, approach is it's it's engaging in good faith, which I don't think the right is at all. Right. Yeah, and and I I don't think we're gonna dialogue our way into, uh, I don't know. I I, I just I, ha- I have a hard like the the immigration. I I don't like to engage the, in the immigration debate because it's it's premised on the idea that you know, it's if you just spread the right ideas, it's you know will eventually convince. The, whatever, the racist or the people sure. who, that will, you know, eventually, but it's, it, it's not the case at all. Every anti-immigrant talking point is in bad faith. They know that. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it's, it's, I you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm I, I I personally think we need to be a little more, uh, I don't know, I guess militant. <laughs> no, <laughs> what? I think
1: and I think that's what she's saying basically is that, is that we can't be piecemeal we have to we have to come up with a vision and a strategy, um, to and just kind of like a plan. Like let's just do rather than being like yo save this one program, right. no. Remake the whole
2: thing exactly and let's let's move away from the sloganization of it, right because we do a lot of the Hashtag abolish ice, mm-hmm. but you don't have that many people talking about what they really mean by abolish ice So you'll get Gillibrand saying sure. I want to abolish ice I just want to take the deportation and detention proceedings and put those under a different agency right. That's not abolishing ice, right? That is you're just taking Everything they do and putting a different name on it right. So if you're actually getting rid of that enforcement level, where we're saying okay we're going to criminalize you based on your immigration process or your immigration status. And then you actually get rid of deportation. You get rid of detention. Get rid of the raids. And it's like, okay, if you actually committed a crime, like you murder someone, you go to jail mm-hmm. like someone else would. But I'm not going to go on a whole tangent about uh, uh, prison abolition, but <laughs> basically, like, you should be processed As a criminal, regardless of your status. And then on the other side of it, there's that whole thing about, like, open borders versus, uh, uh, you know, we have to secure the border. Democrats love talking about securing the border with a smart wall, whatever the fuck that is. Um, But, like, this idea of open borders... You know, the, the left for a long time, labor unions, um, Bernie Sanders, I think, for because he has a bit of an older perspective on this, he sees open borders from this perspective of, OK, you can allow multinationals to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that if you did that to the flow of labor, it's just going to hurt the American worker. Um, but the reality of it's like, look, that is not going to change for the multinational corporations. So they will continue to be able to exploit people in other in other regions however they want. If right. you don't allow people to move freely, then you're only going to be hurting people on the other side. And you're also going to be hurting people on this side who can't go back. Yeah. So if you don't change that whole narrative, that whole perspective, it's not really that progressive.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's why Democrats fail short because they are not – you're exactly right. They're allowing themselves to get baited by that bad faith argument by being like, well, secure borders when everyone knows that the lack of a plan – the lack of any kind of implementation of that plan over the last, what, 30 years has meant we're in a crisis mode. So I think you're right, Johan, that it's like we're kind of at this precipice of like... Real, go big or go home you know
0: yeah and the idea that it'll uh or the concern about the labor pool is premised on the idea that immigrants are n- unable to organize with their fellow workers and if there's anything that we've learned from the migrant caravan is that they are they're they're organizing amongst themselves to uh provide you know uh they're like voting on like whether should we take the, the deal you know with mexico or stay here or should we keep going it's like <laughs> that's mm-hmm. organizing to me you know like <laughs> and so like yeah it's, you mean it's, in terms
1: of like if there's like so-called cheap labor yeah the yeah that, that they won't they'll just work for anything and they won't fight for their rights it's,
0: it's a dehumanizing argument because it's saying immigrants are incapable of just fighting for their rights right. they're just gonna like take for their whatever right and even the migrant caravan is like organizing so it's like they're showing you that they're capable of doing it yeah. so it's like what are you premising this idea on?
1: yeah not to mention you know Folks like yourself and Dreamers who have been organizing and risking their status and, and all that. Well, I'm glad we solved that. Let's move on to our targeted character assassination for this week, which is, of course, um, Mr. Hare, Mr. Smile. Um, Beto O'Rourke is running for president. Uh, and uh, his campaign has gotten off to a shaky start. I feel like it's bad news when, like, pretty much every news outlet is dunking on you in some way or another. When, like, Jimmy Fallon is making fun of your launch video <laughs> and your hand gestures, Jimmy Fallon, man, like, that's not a good look. Um, but yes, to a video in which um, his wife sat horribly still and just (laughs) just stared at him in the eyes it was like very triggering uh as someone who uh, suffers from patriarchy uh and who knows like what four minutes of just looking into a man's eyes and nodding and pretending like they're they're right is um it was a hard video to watch but I up until this point didn't know much about Beto O'Rourke and I was like man that's on me right like I just didn't do my homework I must just not be paying attention. And then I realized that's on him because he's not really running on anything. And he doesn't really have any legislative wins to his name, except for almost beating Ted Cruz. And that's not like that's not legislative. So just briefly, he was on city council of El Paso, where he's from, House of Representatives since 2012. Instead of running for reelection, he was like, let me go at Ted Cruz, which, like hindsight, 2020, probably not a great idea. He narrowly, I mean, he narrowly lost, um, but he's now, you know, not doing anything except for now running for president. Um, you know, I think people got really excited about him. He had some cool, like, he had a counter rally to Donald Trump when Trump went to Texas. That was pretty cool. He had some sort of off the cuff remarks that showed he understood like systemic racism. That was dope. Um, but now that he's going up for the, you know, the, the big one, he's uh, he's whatever. <laughs> this is craps. He's like, I don't know. He's trying to he's basically no. if it's if it's blackjack, what are we playing where he's got like a 16 and he's like hit me. That's blackjack. Yeah. He's got a sixteen.
2: I only know Uno. What I you know Uno? Know any <laughs> of those
1: games. Um, he forgot to say Uno. Oh, okay. In in your terms. <laughs> like he forgot to say Uno, and he's holding one card. And my man forgot to say Uno, <laughs> and now it's the next person's turn, and mm-hmm. he's still just holding his card. Um, With thoughts on Beto, you think he can yeah. do this?
0: Well, it's it's funny seeing him try to. Both sides every issue or try to. He's running a 2008 campaign in 2020. It's pretty dope. Very (laughs) very, Very retro. Very retro. I I appreciate
2: it. It's a very Gen X thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Just be, just gonna try and go for as much nostalgia as possible. Um. His name is Robert. Uh, That's name is Robert O'Rourke. His name is Robert Francis O'Rourke. Oh my God. Robert Francis (laughs) O'Rourke. Just like fucking Bobby Kennedy. His name is Robert and. I'm only gonna refer to him as Robert for the rest of this. Got it. Um,
1: I appreciate it. I'm gonna refer to him yeah. as Francis.
2: Robert Francis. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's a he's a big old uh, brown-haired no face. Uh, he's a <laughs> he's an MDC. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Robert is so frustrating to me um, because I I think the the thing that the reason why I'm so frustrated is that I used to like Robert. Oh, yeah. I was really excited when Robert was up against Ted Cruz. I'm going to fucking say his name every time I can. Um, (laughs) But no, when he was going up against Ted Cruz, he just had to be like, hey, uh, Black Lives Matter. And it's like, whoa, a Texan said that Black Lives Matter? <laughs> hey, I don't think that you should necessarily murder undocumented children. It's like, hey, this guy seems cool. <laughs> and then he's just like, and I also believe in Medicare for All. And now he doesn't believe in that. So, um, yeah, he, he's kind of uh, not right. a Right, as of, of
1: recently, he said something like, well, and I don't know if I'm for Medicare for All. I mean, I'm for Medicare. And then you did a kickflip. for... <laughs>
2: He did Nolly. <laughs> and for
1: medicine. He's a really good bullshit artist. Beto, like at this point, Beto is a really... Robert, excuse me, Francis. Robert Francis is a really good bullshit artist. He's really good at saying nothing, as proven by some of his choice quotes. I want to read to you guys a couple of them. This one, of course, now infamous for being on the cover of, of Vanity Fair, uh, referring to the presidency. I think I'd be good at it. I want to be in it. man. I'm just born to be in it. And I want to do everything I humanly can for this country at this moment. Ugh. What if what that thing is is not running for president?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I read I think yesterday was a, a portion of his interview he gave when he was running against Ted Cruz where someone asked him about abolishing ICE and he kind of dismissed it as like not real. Oh, he was. I think his answer was like, "Oh, well, the real answer is we gotta like learn how to treat each other as human beings." I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like imagining the beta like just hugging ice agents and like trying oh, to bring God. their inner goodness.
1: That... Yeah. <laughs> He definitely will do that. Yeah, yeah. Like Gavin will have the uh mm-hmm. the, like the migrant child mm-hmm. and Beta will have the ice agent yeah. and both are totally free. He's gonna of make him. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna make, make a, a kiss. 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 <laughs> yeah. kiss, kiss. Man, a kiss. <laughs> um I uh I feel like I think I'd be good at it is what someone who's never done stand up comedy and goes to see a show <laughs> says. Yeah. Like not someone who wants to be president. Right. But also, can you blame him like any he talks like a 12 year old who was watching Trump on TV and is like, I could do that. You know, like that's what of course anyone could be good at it at this point. Anyone is good at this presidency except for the current president.
0: Yeah, well, this is, just, this is just why we shouldn't uh, listen to hot people. I think <laughs> I think they should be barred from public service. I, I I would support any president who. Ugos Uggos only yeah, for Uggos, the next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't
1: know. Uggos twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm excited to vote for a human Tony Hawk pro three. That would be exciting.
1: <laughs> a, a couple other quotes on whether he's a progressive. I'm not big on labels. I don't get all fired up about party or classifying or defining people based on a label or a group. I'm for everyone. Ooh. We're all humans. Two eyes, one nose, two lips. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys know the song. I like when I read these quotes. All I think is like, "He's a real nowhere man, sitting in okay. his nowhere land." I'm gonna sing the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. Making all his nowhere plans for nobody
0: yeah i i don't it's, it's the like, beatles anyone <laughs> yeah. nowhere
1: man please listen yeah yeah you don't know what you're missing yeah yeah nowhere man the world okay that doesn't work <laughs> i'm waving hard. my
0: hands for those <laughs> okay
1: good good Brandon's <laughs> waving but like no he's a real nowhere man
0: Hmm. yeah i mean i don't know i think overall probably this whole thing's probably good you know just crowd the field. <laughs> Some, <laughs> someone's like, "Oh no, K- Kamala or Beto." Their, their head just explodes. Uh, Hell yeah, I'm for it. More, I
1: say more centrist. But I think it's. I think this is really a good test. The fact that it's been such a failed launch because I've been like, like just sitting, just so so excited, just waiting like a fucking gargoyle for Biden to announce his run, because when he does. And a bunch of people, a bunch of like just lightweight Democrats are like, Yay, Biden, you can do it. And he's he's not too old. He's just one year younger than Bernie Sanders. And he he's not too like centrist, even though he's got all the same policies or worse than a Barack Obama. Um, like, I'm just I there's nothing that annoys me more than 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 people who shit on Sanders and then will totally, like, I want to see their faces when Biden announces. I want to see where they stand politically because they just like him. Listen, he uses crest whitening strips. He's got really great teeth. I know he's 76, um, but he likes dogs and so does Beto.
2: Winning argument. Yeah, right. I don't think I can argue against it. No, uh, when are they going to come after Joe Biden on, like, reparations? They went after Bernie, like, wild is like seriously no. and then are they gonna go after beto like that no yeah. are they gonna like they've gone after bernie sanders in the weirdest ways possible like they're trying to find like they're trying you've got uh julian Castro out there like running on reparations and like taking shots at bernie i'm like dude you were a shitty like member of the obama administration i think he was like home uh uh was it housing Uh, Department like he didn't really do Anything there and so And especially after the financial crisis he didn't Really do anything to help any homeowners So if you look At the way they've gone after Bernie Sanders They've beaten the shit People are still upset about his taxes I I don't understand it yeah, And by the way, if Bernie Sanders did defraud on his taxes, that's fucking awesome. <laughs>
1: you know he did because he totally, like as someone, I know a lot of war tax resistors, he totally did because he was like protesting, yeah. you know, the military industrial complex. Be like, I'm not going to pay taxes that's so long as... That's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, like 70% goes to the military. Like that's yeah. totally what it was.
0: What's funny about Biden to me is, I think he's like leading by 2% and people are, make the assumption that that's because most people want centrist Democrats. But it's, it's just like we we have to acknowledge that a lot of maybe not majority but a good a lot of people just don't care about politics you know like and they just want oh biden he was obama like yeah hey, obama years were right like you know exactly
1: <laughs> like, and, and that's exactly there's no such thing <laughs> as i think passionate centrism is not really a no, thing no, exactly exactly it's and, just it's and just that's okay it's it's
0: how it's like when i go to an italian restaurant and there's like Totes. a they give me like a fancy <laughs> you know menu and i don't Understand half of it. Right. I'm like, I'm gonna go with the spaghetti and meatballs. I'm like, I, I, I recognize that. I don't want to look stupid. That's the Biden vote. It's not a like uh, any you know. It's not about his ideology at right. all. Right. It's
1: not about how you feel about Italian. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. I think the most telling quote I ever heard in terms of differentiating Hillary Clinton from Bernie Sanders was the summer before the primary, um, and. And some guy, I think, yeah, some guy says to another guy, and if this is at a, at a hotel and I overhear it, and he goes, Bernie supporters are just more political. <laughs> <laughs> truer words have never been uttered and that's exactly right it's like it's okay if you're like listen i just want to bet on a winning horse and Mm -hmm. that's fucking fine i want to go with what i whatever is steady and whatever but like then don't pretend that you have real political differences or issues with bernie sanders because you don't
0: i'm for more centrist run let's get joel lieberman in there let's let's (laughs)
1: Just for all time's sake. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's
0: get, every, like, yeah, I think more the merrier the, It's just fucking. The reality of it is, though, if that does happen, like, truly, if you get all
2: the centrist in there, like, you completely split up all of that. Shitty centrist vote. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Basically the Bernie Sanders wing is it's just gonna be Bernie and Elizabeth Warren And she is probably also not gonna know which way she wants to go either Mm -hmm. So I mean probably it's actually the best idea if we encourage every (laughs) single centrist to get in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, do it Sex Delect Overthrow, it's a game that we play in which I ask my guests who they would send dirty messages to, who they would elect into office, and who they would overthrow. Like, you know, uh, violently, nonviolently, send them to the gulag, re-education camps. I don't care how you do it. Just get them out of here. Delete them forever. Um, and this is the week of influencers. This has been the week where um, the college admissions scandal broke, and we now know that um, wealthy C-list celebrities have been trying to get their C-list kids into colleges, paying um, millions of dollars in bribes. Uh, Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman, who is married, by the way, to William H. Macy, motherfuckers. And RIP, you know what I'm saying?
2: Breaks my heart. Truly breaks my heart. Do
1: we have to cancel William H. Macy? I don't know.
2: I'm keeping him alive.
1: We have to keep him alive. Is it wrong that I think sexism is working in the favor in just favor of taste in this situation where we're going after his wife? <laughs>
2: I'm I'm granting a pardon to William H Macy in this
1: Totally. Part. If this yeah. is singled out, oh my god, 90s reference, but we're going to give that like save card to William H Macy.
0: We'll never speak of this again.
1: <laughs> This is not being recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to play you a little clip before we decide. She's not going to be part of it, but just so you get a taste of the damage that influencers can wreak on the human civilization, um, uh, this is a clip from Lori Loughlin who, uh, uh, of Full House fame. This is her daughter, who I think is probably 17 at this point, point, um, and she has 6 million YouTube subscribers, and her name is Olivia Jade, or OJ. Mm. And she goes by OJ. Um, And I would love it if she was in a Ford white Bronco right now, just like speeding down the (laughs) highway. (laughs) Mm. Um, Because effectively, we're all chasing her. And actually, when this news broke, she was on a yacht of a trustee from the school that she goes to, which is USC, on a fucking yacht, while her her mom was being arrested.
2: She had to... To finagle her way into USC, like she didn't. like she didn't try to go to like Harvard or like Princeton. Just,
1: I mean, that's how you know you have no faith in your kid. You're like, okay, <laughs> slow down. You know, let's aim for USC. It's
2: nothing against USC.
1: I didn't get into USC. All right, and fuck them. They're they're conservative ass communication school. I don't give a shit, man. You spitting out like. Morning Joe reporters left and right. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, I went to NYU and paid way too much money. Um, okay, but l- just listen to this moment. She's talking about school, and uh, it is clearly the summer before between high school and college here she goes a dorm with a roommate who's so sweet uh with work it's gonna be hard like my first week of school i'm leaving to go to fiji for work
0: and then i'll be in new york a bunch this year for work and traveling to a different country because i'm creating something with this country and that's for work so I'm, i don't know how much of school i'm gonna attend but i'm gonna go in and talk to my deans and everyone and hope that i can try and
1: balance it all um but i do want the experience of like game days partying I don't really care about school,
2: as you guys all know. Wow. Talk to the dean? Like, she's just on first name basis with the dean?
1: She's openly saying, basically, I don't know, like, I'm not going to really work that hard, but I'll go in and just, like, you know, bat my eyes and be like, my mom was on Full House. She was Uncle Jesse's girlfriend, whose name I don't remember. It's Aunt Becky, right? This child is trash. Okay, I'm just going to say it right now. Like this is why I can't have kids. Cause what mm-hmm. if what if this? Right.
2: That that shit's made, man. You 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 <laughs> form that in a dark, dark lab.
1: <laughs> it's called Snapchat. This is the, okay, first of all, work work is like I'm gonna go push bath loofahs in, in a photo shoot in Milan. <laughs> like or I'm gonna go um, Take a photo with Grumpy Cat and in Fiji. Like, what the fuck are you doing in Fiji? It would
2: be wonderful if like her work actually was like going to work on an oil rig, and like <laughs> she was like really just like this had this nasty blue collar job, like this micro style job. Yeah, and, working on
1: something with a country, um, mostly get- digging irrigation. Uh, and for you know, Fijians,
2: I'm gonna host Dirty Jobs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but this is real life, like that show with what another '90s reference, Paris, or early 2000s, Paris and Nicole Richie. You know, the real life, or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck that was called. Right. That's like this shit. Definitely okay. Here's here's my pitch. This is my pitch. This is the elevator pitch. Uh, it's gonna be bad, but influencer versus wild. Um, Bear, instead of Bear Grylls, drop OJ and just on a mountaintop um and just have her get like make her way out of it right but like n- no one can help
0: like she might die like
1: she might actually die we'll all watch
0: she dies she dies
1: if she listen if she dies she dies she's had a good 17 mm-hmm. years 6 million views. i mean 6 million subscribers wow. that's really good Let's
2: huh. get Megan McCain up there first and I hope that she makes it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So on this theme of influencers, we won't go for OJ. Um, she's meeting her um, her fate as we speak. But Kylie Jenner, a self-made uh, millionaire <clears throat> with the help of some plastic surgeons and a lot of lot of money, other money, not her personal money. Anyway, it's fine. She has lip gloss. Kylie Jenner, PewDiePie, who. <laughs> Is the biggest YouTuber in the history of the YouTubes, PewDiePie, who was, whose name was recently invoked by the murderer, the mass murderer in New Zealand before he fucking was arrested said, subscribe to PewDiePie. What? What's happening? You, okay. You need to stop. But anyway, okay, that's my personal. Okay. Pewdiepie. I've never seen a single. Have you guys seen a single video of this motherfucker? Yeah, I've had He's to. like a Swedish. You've, you've watched I've, I've it, right? I've had to
0: watch. Them. It's it, it's such a generational gap. I have a, a like a, a seven year old, a cousin who's like all he does is watch. This generation of kids that are just watching other people play video games and <laughs> the weirdest shit. And they're like, those people are superstars. And there's like a whole, it's like a whole nother level of celebrity. To like, be fair, though, that's what yeah. it's
1: like being a younger sister to an older brother. Right, like, right, yeah. I just watched him play video games.
2: Okay, I watched my older brother play <laughs> video games constantly and just waiting to get the controller back and just being <laughs> like, but why would you want that? Like, why would that be the experience you're ever trying to have? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah that millions and millions of views yeah. just being luigi uh, like you're the luigi waiting to have your turn i have that,
2: internalized that i think i like luigi like i think that i want to be a luigi oh
1: yeah you're totally like oh yeah luigi's actually cooler no he's not <laughs> and if you're as bad at playing video games as i am it's like third <laughs> jump and you're dead um okay kylie jenner pewdiepie boo the dog boo the adorable fluffed out pomeranian um just all shampooed and gorgeous with that perma smile who do you want to elect who do you who do you overthrow and who do you sext brandon you look confused i
2: don't i don't want to i don't want to be a bummer is that dog dead
1: what you talking about really
2: is boo the dog dead
1: did boo die
2: (gasps) wait we have to google this for
1: did boo die is what i'm googling Oh, wait. Boo is alive. World's cutest dog, not dead. <laughs> Hang on, this is very important. Boo, oh, my God. There's, y'all, oh. dogs are so famous. People are faking their deaths. I thought Dude, this dog was dead. Give me the money. We need money. Give us money. Okay. World's cutest dog, not dead after Twitter hoax. He was just taking a nap. <laughs> this is from 2012, y'all. So. Oh, okay. Boo's very... I'm sure he's dead now. <laughs> But okay, this is an absurdist one, but um, I don't know, Johan, What do you think? Who, who, you, who are you gonna elect? Who are you gonna sex? Who are you gonna overthrow?
0: All right, here's here's how I think I want to do it. Uh, I, well, so Kylie Jenner is the one who said that she's a self-made millionaire or something like that, right? I'd be
1: like, I believe Forbes called her a self-made millionaire.
0: I overthrow her. Anyone that has that title, yeah, trash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll overthrow Kylie. Um, I would sex uh Buddha dog just so because I don't know how's it going to work the phone with the pause I want to see that <laughs> you know that's an interesting and with PewDiePie all right hear me out I would mm. I would elect PewDiePie president of USC just to <laughs> completely dele- g- delegitimize the whole entire because I really think like
1: did they reject you too <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah uh I just... Americans are so obsessed with college. It's just... We need to just... The whole, the whole thing needs to go like... Or even public colleges where like UC Berkeley is better than UC Davis. It's like... They're just buildings with books, you fucking nerds. Yeah, like, anti, get over anti
2: Like college
0: for fucking nobody. no. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking <laughs> abolish all the colleges. Mm, got it. Uh, nationalize the <laughs> Yes, yes. Every, every, every college is a DeVry and we're all dental assistants. And the American economy we just export dental assistance to
1: first of all this is a beautiful plan (laughs) Uh, uh, Miranda 2020 yeah or or 2028 I think you'd be ready for 2028 because listen yeah American empire is in decline we all know this yeah so if we can salvage ourselves by exporting DeVry dental Mm assistance yeah to Philippines like that'd be great
0: and that plan starts with electing PewDiePie as president of USC then the whole thing crumbles
1: I, um, oh my goodness. I, that's amazing. Ah,
2: uh, well, Brandon. I, I don't know if I can talk. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, first one is, uh, which Jenner, which Jenner Kylie?
1: Yes. Ky- the Kylie. I
2: don't know which one's switched, honestly. Um, but I guess, so that one, yeah, that one goes to the wall. That one,
0: she...
1: In the wall, like the, like the Great Wall she goes, of China,
0: like, she, like no, yeah, alive No, no I think wall. he meant against the wall. <laughs> like she oh, against oh, the wall. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, it's I'm all not my-
1: up on all your Stalinist sorry. rhetoric. <laughs> uh,
2: it's been on my bucket list to, to clip a card out. She's against um, the wall. Yeah.
1: I really appreciate the both of you are overthrowing Kylie.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, definitely. Um, so that's long overdue. Even if even if that wasn't part of the question, I wouldn't have left this <laughs> podcast without saying that. Um, and then for I would say elect the dog mm-hmm. because why not? That would be adorable and
1: see, but sitting there behind the Oval Office or it, the the desk.
2: It it's you know? it's the same thing as electing Robert O'Rourke. Yeah, yeah. it's just you're electing like a. Smiling hair. Just a smiling little, waving their little arms around. Is he he trying to shake my hand? Trying to do a little business there? He can't. Yeah.
0: Um, A dog wouldn't invade Venezuela. (laughs) At least.
1: (laughs) At least a dog (laughs) wouldn't invade Venezuela.
2: He's going to invade Venezuela, but not really. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to do it because all lives matter, but (laughs) black lives, Venezuelan black lives matter.
1: If you think we're kind of invading all countries, because... Uh, and it's an invasion of our hearts, really. This is, we're imagining a Beto invasion he's, he's of Venezuela. It's going to invade their, right?
2: their, their hearts and their minds yeah. and their oil fields.
1: <laughs> I think if Boo's in the White House, you already have a, like a, a White House pet. So like two birds, one stone.
2: I mean, if Boo's in the White House, we're still going to invade Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the deep state state. Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: What's okay, so that means you're sexting PewDiePie.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely going to sext PewDiePie. Um, one, he's gorgeous. Two, uh, <laughs> I think that the best way to get back at him for everything that he's uh, done is just he has to deal with this. Um, so if he just has to, you know. You're uh, referring to yourself. To myself, yes. So
1: just like all so that you have.
2: He, yeah. But
1: you're going to be one of, you're one of so many people who are sexting him. <sighs>
2: so true god what's it like to be a youtube how do you stand out um a picture of beto (laughs) o'rourke right right above
1: like i'll be your luigi any day (laughs) (laughs) you in overalls just assless overalls white overalls
2: it's beautiful
1: uh i'll be your consultant on this sext (laughs) i support it (laughs) god i'm so i would mm, if neither of you had said kylie obviously overthrow but you know, behind the just um, two inches of plastic, you know, deep within the, the uh, her eyes, I see just that old Kylie that's like, help me. <laughs> 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 help me. If we can turn Kylie to be a democratic socialist in the next 10 years, how fucking great would that be? That, what, a, what an F you. To capitalist exploitation, and I maybe she's the one we could pick off. You thought it was going to be Chloe, but then <laughs> Chloe got all the surgeries; she got the lipo. So maybe it's Kylie
0: because K- Kylie owns like a makeup thing, right? Or what is it? Her, what's what? How does she make a million dollars?
1: Um, lip gloss.
0: Lip gloss. So her lip gloss factory is a worker co-op. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, fifteen dollars. No, twenty-five dollars an hour. Um, no testing on animals, um, test on boo, man, overthrow that motherfucker. Um, no, actually that's not true. I would overthrow PewDiePie. It is very, very creepy that a white supremacist invoked your name and said, subscribe to PewDiePie. Websites, uh, I believe it was, um, Forbes.com or some website was hacked or Financial Times was hacked to have a, a like a splash page that said subscribe to PewDiePie. There are dark forces working for PewDiePie and he he needs to rein that shit in.
2: How do you not pause and like reevaluate your life when some shit like this happens?
1: He has. He. Whoa. whoa he created a counter meme oh, that said don't subscribe to PewDiePie, which is like, oh, just hilarious. end just, yourself. Stop. Just, just go you just away. You have all the money. Log off. Stop making videos. And then I, yeah, I think we should elect Boo for sure. Uh, you know, he can dig in the on the White House lawn. Does,
0: does Boo have an owner? <laughs> Would he be the first owner of the White House?
1: <laughs> the first handler. The first handler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think that person is winning. I, I support um, Pet Fame. Uh, more than I support people fame. So uh, get that fool in office. Uh, he's going to make America truly wow um, again. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that has been the Biduation Room, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Johan, how do we follow your work and yourself?
0: Uh, social media on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Johan Comedy.
1: Johan Comedy. Brandon?
0: Just, uh, I'm on Twitter, Mr. Big Tent. That's uh, such a
2: funny. I never. I never told Big you. Big It's such a funny name. Who do you think you are? It's such are? a funny name. You know, just want everybody in. Everybody's alive. Mr. Mr. B- it's like Mr. Uh, Worldwide, but
1: first <laughs> of all, Big Mr. Big Ten, <laughs> Big Ten is Beto's platform. That really is.
2: I'm sure he's just infuriated that. He's I have searching.
1: That. I know he's searching that tangle. He's like motherfucker. Mm, uh,
2: uh yeah. Follow and, you, Mr. Big Ten. And go to dsausa.org slash join. Become yeah. a member. Yes.
1: Yes. Get involved. Get involved with DSA. I'm Francesca Fiorentini. Follow me at Franny Fio. Tweet me. Let me know you're listening. Thank you so much uh, once again for being here and for pressing play with your nubby ass little Shea Butterfingers. Until next time, remember, don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Bye-bye.